0: Hello and welcome everybody. This is another episode of Executive Talk. My name is Maurice Washington. I'm your host. I want to welcome everybody that's here live in our studio audience and also I want to welcome all those that are viewing us live. Thank you guys so much for your time. In today's show we're going to talk about, today's topic is titled The Marriage Effect. Now I know this is a business show but marriage, if you're married or if you're thinking about getting married, this is part of business ownership is your marriage because you're bringing everything right along with you. So this is why we're just discussing this particular topic. In discussing this topic, please do not disassociate yourself. If, if just because you're not married or you're, you're, you're not in the process yet, please pay, pay, pay attention because this is, business ownership has a lot of effect and puts a lot of pressure on marriages. And I know you guys know the divorce rate is fairly high out there, and this is part of the reasons why. And this is business ownership sometimes has a, is a catalyst to it. But there is a way to actually get through it, and we're going to talk about that, but in order to do that we have to properly position and actually bring up the reasons why. So I want you guys to track with me also, okay, because everything that I'm mentioning has everything to do with a particular slide going forward. So think about it, remember there's, there's two, two people, You have got the male and the female over here, two different demographics, one could live in Colorado, one can live in Kansas, okay but one thing that's common about, each of them have been raised from the age from zero to 18. Now, both sets of parents for both of these families, okay, both both sets of families have worked a nine to five schedule. In general, a lot of people don't come up in the upbringing of business ownership. Okay, so that whole time from zero to 18 Maybe you travel once a year. That's something that your family did. You guys traveled once a year. That was something that you guys did. It was just part of your circumstance, part of how you guys saw life. You saw your mom or dad come home from work a little cranky. Okay, they came home. You know what, Bob and Sue, they have no idea what they're doing. You know, I can't believe I have them as a manager. This is crazy. But then they got over it pretty quick and they went back to the normal lives and then worked to that job for them, you know, from 20 years plus. That's what you saw growing up and that's been in your experience regarding um, how work and how you should get through life is working that 9 to 5 job so neither one of them have had experience with anybody uh, owning a business and actually uh, being part of a family so after you're 18 let's say you guys meet each other you guys are both 30 okay the, the woman is 30 the male is 30 you guys meet each other here's your resume okay so think about it after 18 you're getting into your own life you're finally settling down And this is your resume when you guys meet. His resume looks like this. He works out five days a week. You're like, girl, okay. This guy, he works out, he really takes care of himself. Check. Okay. He loves to cook also. Oh, that's a double check. We're good. You know, this is is absolutely going to be my guy. He loves to spend time with me. You know, as soon as he gets off work, that's the first thing he thinks about is spending time with me. Check again. He earns actually some pretty good income. He works, he makes about $4,000 a month. So the girl thinks about her income. Okay, I make $4,000, he makes $4,000, that's $8,000 a month. That's $96,000 a year. That's another, that's another check. Girlfriend, this might be the one, okay? And then you hear this conversation from that guy, you know what, one day I would love to own my own business. You're like, and he's motivated? It can't get any better. Oh my gosh, jackpot. Okay, this is his resume. Now he's looking at her in her resume. She works out five days a week also. You're like, check. All right, man, she loves to work out. She loves to cook. My, mama, my mom loved to cook and she loves to cook. Oh, I won't miss a meal, perfect. And she's a good cook, this is, this is awesome. She's always, she always, she's always creative. She always figured out creative things to do. You know, when I'm bored, she always comes up with this brand new idea and I'm like, oh my gosh, I didn't even think of anything like that. Let's go. This woman's awesome. She earned income, the same thought process, okay? I earned 4000 she earns $4,000, we will have a pretty good life. That means we'll be comfortable, we'll be cozy. And we're actually living out the same dream that we grew up in from zero to 18. We both have gainfully employed, when we both sit down at the table, we complain about the people that we work with. We don't like them. You know how that goes, and then et cetera. The list goes on. Then, but this is the presentation that leads to the next slide, which is wedding. Do you see anything in here that said? Now, this is the concept. I I would love to my own. I would love to own my own business. He's not own his own business yet, right? But the concept. This is something that's percolating through his through his mind is I would love to own it, but it's not actually it. The actual fact that you're marrying is this presentation right here, as it stands. So then the vows, which as you know, the vows, the next next word for a vow is a promise. Okay, I, John, take you, Susan, to be my lawful wedded, husband, wife, whatever the circumstance is. Now listen to this phrase, to have and to hold. This is part of the promises. From this day forward, so from this day going forward, for better, for worse, for richer, for poorer, in sickness, in health, until death do us part. Now, is there anything that says to have or to hold when you're you're when you're when you're making me when you're making me happy, there's no compromise in there, is there? This it doesn't say for richer, I will love you until death. I will love you till deaf do us part. But when you're poor, I don't think I'm gonna love you till death do us part. Okay, because if it if it if it had those little uh, if it had those little statements in there, then that would be actually conditional love, wouldn't it? But these, this, this uh, vow, these promises, are made uh, um, from an unconditional love perspective. So think about this. The next word that happens is cleave. As soon as, as soon as you say, I now pronounce you man and wife, you know, everybody's throwing the rice and everybody's happy, you're happy, you give that kiss, you guys start moving down the aisle, it's, that deal, the cleaving has taken place right there. What is the definition of cleave? Cleaving is to stick to something like glue. Pay attention to this particular definition because it's going to come back around. But it's to stick, to stick to something together like glue. So that means that's the relationship. Leave and cleave and become one. So what is the leave and cleave part? So that means leave what? Leave everything that you knew. Now, you are who you are when you grew up and everything, but leave your parents out of it. Whatever that was before that marriage is out of there. It is just you and her and then become one and then move forward. What is the glue made of? Okay, this is something that we don't ever really think about. The trust, the honesty, the protection, the promises, the vows, the love, and the relationship. Okay, that's what you married. You married this description right here. Now, which part do you think couples take with them? As soon as you get into the marriage, what happens? Well, I have them. This is for better, for richer. You know, we still have money, we're good. In health, I'm healthy, she's healthy, we're good till death do us part, I can do this. This is not as bad as, what is everybody talking about? This is hard. Everything's good because you're at this particular part of the vow and you forgot about the other part because this other part says, what, what part do we forget? To hold. What is the holding part? The holding part is the support, okay? To have and to hold. For better and for worse. We forget about the worst part. We don't ever think about that going forward because we're such in bliss from the time that we meet each other to the time that you get married that you don't, you forget about these worst times that are headed your way, possibly. For poor, you don't think, you didn't meet them while they were poor. It's not like you met them on the side of a corner somewhere and that's what you married into because that's a different presentation. You already understand what the poorer part of it is. But you married, just because it's not, your custom of wealth of a hundred thousand or whatever that looks like doesn't mean that you didn't marry into wealth. Okay, there's still a level of richness there, so you didn't marry the poorer part of it. In health, the person didn't have cancer, the person didn't have some of these issues going on at the time. So, in sickness, your is irrelevant to you. What's the dangerous part? Now, because you forgot these parts, you start to take each other for granted. If you forget these parts, you have no choice but to take it, because this is what you're doing this relationship off of this marriage. For, for better, so when you guys argue, is that better? No, not at all. That's, that's that worst part of it, because you have to come back home to that same argument, don't you? You can't really leave it. So now, let's think about, let's track with me on this. Now you're, you went, you went from the relationship part, you had your resume, okay? It's nice and solid, looked good, you got married, Now you're in in the thick of it. Now you're in two years of marriage. This is what the new resume looks like. His resume, he works out whenever. That six-pack that he promised you when he was working out, now it's just one pack. (laughs) Okay, just one one big old pack. (laughs) He's lost a couple of jobs. Okay, when he was gainfully employed, now all of a sudden those conversations, uh, you know, I'm gonna quit or he's gets fire or whatever the case may be, but you know, he's lost a couple of jobs in between that time. Now you're like, huh, I didn't see this part coming. Now you start getting introduced to that, that worst part of it. Not much time is spent. Now you're jockeying for position. Now football season, and then basketball season, and then even soccer becomes part of your whole entire relationship. You gotta compromise. It's not the same as it used to be. Now, when he was at Mr. Chef, Now he just kind of cooks every now and then. He cooks once a week on accident because he's starving and just happens to feed you. Now, her resume, it starts to change change as well. That's where, again, it starts to, so yeah, nobody's really perfect in this whole scenario because everybody starts to kind of take their hat off once you get introduced to unconditional love. You're like, oh, you're gonna love me forever. We have these vows. Now, the light workouts, now all her workouts are she's sitting down on the chair and doing the curls and says, whew, a girl almost sweated. I don't want to do that again. All right, so it's only three days a week. Now, you know, she's working part-time now. She doesn't have that same same income that she has. She's like, you know what, I want to do something a little different, but in in between time, I'm just going to work part-time to make sure bills are paid and everything's good. Her interests have changed. You're like, who are you? I, I didn't know you like that. Hmm, now you're really confused doesn't have time for cooking anymore. All of a sudden she has to run around with her girlfriends. She don't have time when she cooks, it's it's SpaghettiOs. And you're trying to figure out what in the heck happened to those meals that happened in the beginning of this relationship. So there's, what's happening in this time frame in this two years, there's a level of disappointment that starts to integrate into your relationship. Because a lot of it, you start to feel, was I bamboozled, who were you before? Because again, remember what you buried prior what what you married the resume that you married remember that so then think about here comes a big hitch the big announcement Remember earlier in that earlier resume the guy said hey I want to get my own business you know what I'm finally fed up sweetheart it's time for me to own my own business now do you think she's happy it's a 50-50 but probably not exactly because what what has she seen she's actually developed you develop a reputation with your significant other when you start um, loosening up the range when you stop doing those things that got you there in the first place now she's like how are the bills going to get paid this is your first introduction to richer and poorer you're like oh my gosh we could actually You know, I've never seen you complete anything before, and now you have what it takes to become a business owner. This is what the problem of this taking for granted phase right here in this two years. Now, when you're trying to go back and lean on your cleave, and the glue and the trust and honesty, you beat it up so bad that now you have nothing to lean on. So then, what's introduced is a lack of faith, and that's what this fear looks like. The business owner the one who is aspiring to become a business owner is my spouse truly going to be supportive of me through during this she says it but uh, I don't know if this is something that doesn't feel right what if we lose everything again for richer for poor so in business ownership one of the main two vows that becomes apparent is that richer poor into having to hold Now, because of this fear, your marriage is absolutely compromised. Now, the reaction: your heart becomes hard in order to support or to actually hold on to. Okay, is is you know you guys know how it is when you're not vulnerable. You start hardening your heart. You're like, I'm not going to feel the pain if this goes bad. So the immediate reaction is hardened heart. So let's talk about this hardened heart. Here's hardened heart statements, and you guys, we've all said them at some. Some phase in our lives. These statements look like perseverance, and they look like support, but they are not. This is this is the conversation. Hey, honey, you know I was going to pay that bill this week. I, I and this is that person that said, you know what, I have a deal coming. It's going to close on Monday, and by Thursday, I'll have the money to pay that bill and help you out. Then what happens? That deal falls through the crash. You're like. I just made a promise, it's not there. Now you have to go do the walk of shame. Honey, um, how you doing? You look cute, I love your outfit. Um, but let me get to the point. I, that deal didn't go through the way that I thought it was. Can you help me out? Can you help us out this one? Don't worry about it, I got it. Sounds like a support, but it hurts. That business owner felt a different vibe behind that statement. Say another, another statement. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know, yeah, I know. Your, your deal fell through, something to happen, and you're gonna do it next week, I, I, I know. I know the drill. Heart and heart statements. Hey, honey, you wanna go out to uh, dinner with our friends? Oh, let me guess, you probably have another late night, you have another networking event. Heart and heart. It starts to poison your relationship, your, your marriage. Now, when I was talking about earlier, we are talking about the second definition of cleave. If you look it up, these two definitions are in the dictionary there. The second definition of cleave is cutting or splitting something apart. So that glue is kind of, think about it like Elmer's glue. You guys seen it in school when Elmer's glue gets old, gets all nasty and dingy. That's what your glue starts to look like in your relationship. It's just like, ugh, ugh. There's nothing sticking and holding it through. The manifestation if this hardened heart looks and feels the same like the same re- rejection as they receive in the marketplace you will start to see your spouse slip away okay as a business owner you know you're going through some serious things out there you're going through some things that you've never seen before in your whole entire life and you're just just as shocked shock that you're trying to make a living you're trying to get some things happening for your business and for your family but if the heart, if there's no place to, and that's the thing about cleaving, they need a heart to fall on. That's why vulnerability actually needs to stay and remain at all costs, because that significant other needs, or that spouse needs a heart to lay on and relax and feel, feel safe. But if it's not there, they'll start to slip away. Now, what happens, the next phase is they stop discussing or communicating their issues. Before, they used to discuss their issues and tell you, okay, here's what's going on, here's how I'm feeling, this is what's happening. But then once they feel this pain, you become what's called an NTK. Does anybody know what that is? Well, of course, because it's up here. You become on that need-to-know basis. I'll only tell you if you need to really know, if it's really gonna affect it. that's when I'll tell you. But other than that, I don't wanna feel your sting. Find busy work to avoid interactions. Truth is, if they start to feel this pain, so from a business consultant perspective, we can look at a calendar and say, wow, your time management, you're working from 7 a.m. to 9 p.m. Are they really working that much? Maybe, maybe probably not. But actually, they're probably finding busy work to avoid interactions because they know home is a little painful. Oh, they can get business owners can get real busy real quick. They can find anything to get busy. You're still married on paper, but apart in relationship. That's what it starts to look like. Now, you're, now your marriage is only based on that paper, and because it's a law and you know divorce is expensive, there's no more relationship. You guys are in operation mode. Before I get into these last two possibilities, remember, there's a place right now in business ownership once you go to that first page first uh, space of business ownership it's a very empty space and that very empty space is called the wilderness that's when you're actually trying to find and you're really trying to define and there's actually a good positive part of this wilderness because you're actually coming into a point where you're actually starting to define who you are You're actually trying to understand perseverance. You're actually trying to figure out faith. You're trying to figure out a lot of things within your business and about yourself through this business journey. And the beauty of it is once you actually find yourself, you will actually find your real self and you'll be truly presenting your relationship in your marriage. The wilderness is a positive place to be, but it's very scary because when you try to try to converse about the wilderness, you try to tell, hey, you know, things are really cooking. You know, I have a pipeline, I have some things going, but because you've never been there before. Your wife has never been there before. And so you're trying to explain somewhere that you've never been before is a very hard explanation. So it's very hard for the for your wife or for your significant however is however is set up to really understand if you have a hard time understanding the wilderness. But here's the two possibilities that can come out of this. If this pattern continues. And your spouse makes the business work let's say they finally start to take off in that third fourth year or whenever it is and they say i finally got the hang of this it's starting to happen the business owner will emotionally say it will be in their actions they're not going to actually say it; it will be in their actions you weren't there or i did it without you that is the trail that's on its way. If you, if we, if you, as a, as a, as a husband and wife, if you guys don't figure this out, or the stopping pattern in order to stop this and actually gain momentum and get your relation, get your, um, get your marriage under order, if you become humble, vulnerable, patient in the name of love. Not just a force. Humble. Yeah. Uh, okay. It's cool. No, in the name of love, all humbleness, and you got to break everything down, all vulnerability, you will speed up your spouse's business. It's a, it's a natural support because they actually feel like you got them when they, if they fall. It will help them coast through. Now, what's to take out of this? I don't want everybody to take this as a... As a loom and gloom like this is like the the worst thing ever i understand i didn't bring up too many positive things but because marriage and because of how dynamic it is and how 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 challenging it can be we have to know as business owners how to actually do we have it's almost a reintegration of your marriage and the best way to do this is to renew your vows i'm not saying you have to go to church and go call everybody and get but renew your vows, remember what you vowed to. Both parties, this is the new experience. Come back home. If you guys can have that meeting ground on those vows, that's what those vows were made for as a meeting ground. When things get bad, for better or for worse, richer or poorer, sickness and health, et cetera, et cetera. That's the balance and that's the maintenance in relationships is to come back home to the vows whenever you're in doubt. And this is one of those areas that can really streamline and help you and your partners, so that way you guys have a beautiful story as to how you guys came from this type of background, but changed the direction and dynamics of your whole generation of your life and the kids that you have. So I would like to welcome everybody to join us via Facebook uh, for future conversations. Also Instagram, that's where we do a lot of posting. Also LinkedIn, follow us on Twitter. And on YouTube, follow this video. Please share, like, and uh, help support everybody, people that are out there that are hurting. I hope you guys got a lot of this information, but in the meantime, I have to get back to work. You guys have a great day.